from a bunker in beautiful Potchester, the Bronx. It's electoral dysfunction. Now, here's your host, Tom Brennan. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Electoral Dysfunction, the show where comedians and experts debate the news of the week from the safety of their quarantines. I'm your host, Tom Brennan. Thanks for being with us. Quick word about the show you're about to hear. We record this on Saturday, March 4th uh, in the morning, and we talk a lot about CPAC, uh, the Conservative Political Action Conference, as I learned. And we have some fun making fun of that. Uh, it's important to note that we recorded this before word came out that this guy, Michael Knowles, who I don't know who he is. He's just some creep in a suit. Just one of the many Waylon Smithers is that lurks around the conservative uh, ecosystem. Uh, it was before he went on stage and called for transgenderism to be eradicated. And I want to take a quick moment to to talk about that. So earlier this week, I'm doing career day at my old high school. And a kid asks me how, as an adult, you deal with ethical situations at work, which, first of all, to that young woman, amazing question. Uh, uh, certainly almost as good as the kid who asked how much vacation time I get. And my answer to them was, it's hard. We're in a capitalist system. You have to make compromises by virtue of the definition of uh, of a world where you need to pay your bills uh but find your line draw your line and never cross your line is what i said listen to this guy Knowles talk and i was thinking about the ongoing debate quote unquote that we have about uh transgenderism and the evolving definition of gender in our current society i put debate in quotes because we shouldn't debate whether or not people exist transgender people exist they're going to exist whether laws are passed or not just some of them are going to exist in fear and in the shadows and hiding until something bursts and anyone who is calling for them to be destroyed or shamed uh, will pay a price for it uh, in this life or the next, I have to believe. But in this conversation, there is room for nuance. I've always said this. Uh, I'm I'm not someone who believes that every single person who says, hold up, I don't understand this change. I don't understand what non-binary means or, or or pronouns mean or whatever you know uh uh and what does this mean for school sports or for school bathrooms etc i don't think every single person who pauses to ask those questions is evil i don't think they are necessarily on the side of eradication uh i think there's room for a conversation to help bring people along and guide them to the right side of history but i would say to those people every single debate like this we've ever seen these cultural debates that really boil down to should a group of people be allowed to exist and allowed to thrive in a country that claims to be a country that believes in life liberty and the pursuit of happiness every single one of these debates ultimately does come uh, come down to a black and white issue it does come down to one side or the other and i would say to these people take your time uh to 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 research uh and do your own research don't do your own research do real research Meet people, ask your questions, learn if you have to. But there's going to come a day when there will just be two sides to this argument. It's already here, really. And uh, you never want to be on the side that says we should eradicate an entire group of people. Trans people are real. They are neighbors. They are family. They are people on this podcast. They are people who are uh, 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 just trying to live and exist in a world that wasn't prepared for them. And it's just... Stunning to me how empty some of these people who loathe them just for existing and being proud of themselves are. Stunning how empty they are. 
uh, I can't imagine ever being that empty. And uh, yeah, you're going to have to pick a side at a certain point. And I guarantee you, you know, the right side is not the one that's in Maryland uh, in the middle of winter calling for eradication. Trans rights are human rights, man. There's nothing else to be said about it. With that, Ned Thorne, kick us over to the panel. A lot happened this week, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, we got a terrific panel. First up, very funny comedian, uh, one of the hosts of DTF, the Daryl and Timory Fun Hour, which you can see Friday, March 31st. 30, 31st. There's no 33rd of March. Uh, yes. That's April 2nd. You're uh, getting rid of daylight savings time. That's when it will show. <laughs> March 33rd. Uh, uh, all right, back to that. Right after electoral dysfunction, which will be that same night. Uh, Daryl Charles is here. Hey, Daryl, how are you? Hi. Hello. I'm chilling. How are you? doing well thank you for being here thank uh, you. also with us very funny comedian you can see her playing all over the city of philadelphia i mean i just basically in my view the mascot for all the philly teams at this point uh betty smithsonian's here hey betty how are you hey i'm fantastic thank you so much for having me back welcome back and of course uh bloomberg opinions own uh the man whose birthday is march 33rd robert george is with us hey robert how are you i'm doing well tom Thank you for having me back. Excellent. Well, so let's jump right in. I'm very happy, particularly to have both uh, uh, Daryl and Robert here because you're, you know, both, uh, you know, a Baltimore resident in, in Daryl and a former Maryland resident in Robert. And we could talk about the hottest party ever to happen in the United States of America. It's happening in Maryland right now. CPAC's back, baby. The consider yeah. the conservative ooh, ooh. political action, something another. I don't know what the other C is. Conference. It's a conference. Oh, it's a conference. Well, it's got to be a conference. Conservative political a action conference. Exactly. Excellent. Uh, normally, uh, for those of us in the business of mocking the right, this is a painful weekend where we fear for the future of our country. <laughs> this year, we're fearing for the future of our country, but we're kind of enjoying it because. A uh, conservative civil war is breaking out on stage. Uh, Steve Bannon, the worst dressed man in the history of America, uh, going out uh, and and denouncing Fox News on the CPAC stage. Uh, Nikki Haley getting booed because she uh, believes in everything Trump stands for, but thinks that she should be president. Uh, you know, uh, I believe Ron DeSantis not even going. <laughs> <laughs> too busy doing his continual tour of some of the most scenic parts of america like uh northeast philadelphia and staten island uh to push his agenda on the fighting police unions uh it's a it's a real uh real it's honestly again a year from today and when the 2024 election is is happening in earnest it's going to be an absolute nightmare but right now i'm loving it i'm loving watching this and robert as our conservative whisperer talk to me a little bit about the evolution or de-evolution if you will of cpac uh you know the role it plays for the republican party and and what we're seeing today so uh so in a world no uh cpac <laughs> uh cpac uh origins uh uh go back to the to, uh, to the mid 1970s and uh, the because the, the idea was that was you know the, <laughs> the thought was we just kicked the governor's ass nixon's never gonna fit never gonna go down at all let's celebrate on this well it was it was it was actually a re people forget uh tom and and tom because you're so much so many years younger than i am you may not even you may not have even known no that, of reference for the 70s okay uh, that uh, you might not have even known that uh, you know Richard Nixon 
was not like a darling of the uh, a darling of the right um, in the in the early in the early 1970s. He was kind of seen as kind of a grudging compromise following uh, the Goldwater the Goldwater debacle and uh, the, um, uh, the, 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 the 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 nod or the frustration that a lot of people had on the right with with say Nelson with, with Nelson Rockefeller uh, Nixon Nixon when he came in in 19, when 1968 the, the 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 right at that time was not thrilled with him but that he was considered you know something okay enough to you know to, to take on uh, to take on the Democrats and it, it ended up being successful because uh yeah you know he he, he wins in 68 he wins an overwhelming victory in in 19 in, in 1972 anyway by you know by the, the mid 70s of course by 74 nixon's out uh ford is in ford is not beloved at all by the um, um by the right uh he's you know he's he's seen as a classic of what you, you know what used to be known as um you know eastern establishment um uh, re, uh, republicanism even though he was from even though he was from the midwest he was a and, real swamp creature in their eyes yeah <laughs> before they before they came up with the with the name this with, with the name of the swamp anyway uh they came up with the the name of of, of cpac which is which is a conservative political action conference and i believe i think the first one um if memory serves me i, I think it was 19 i think it was 1975 and by by 1976-1977, it starts to get a little bit more. Ca- it starts to get a little bit more cachet. Um, Ronald Reagan um, uh, comes by. You know, the, the then depart the, the then departing um, governor of California, and he's 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 the star, and he makes this grand statement. You know that you know that the the future the future of this country is in this you know is in this room, and and you know freedom and and blah blah blah. Uh, and that's and and so from then from kind of then on, uh, CPAC, which at that time you know you had a it, it was um, uh, it kind of bounced around from you know DC to uh, it was primarily in, it was primarily in DC. More recently, uh, it's it's been moved to moved to Maryland partly because of partly because of some of the COVID restrictions and partly because of expenses and things like that. It's actually bounced around between um, DC. Um, Crystal City of, of Virginia, uh, outside of Virginia, and uh, and now and, and now it's and now it's in Maryland. Uh, so you know by the you know by the by the mid eighties, nineties, and into the two thousands, it, it really was uh, this this great m- meeting place for the conservative base, uh, and uh, it, it's it's always been seen as the the uh, the farthest right um, part of the of the party. But as the party has moved. Um, further to the right, as the years have gone on, uh, it, it, it has actually historically just kind of gathered more and more establishment types because the uh, for a while, you know, the, there wasn't really that much of a major um, a gap between what could be considered the base um, and the and the establishment. Uh, when Donald Trump, when Donald Trump comes along in two thousand in two thousand fifteen, this really starts to change um, because uh, he you know sort of broke broke up the base you know pushed back against some of what had been considered the the, the usual um um platform the, 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 the usual kind of platform agreements that both the, the the republican party and the base had in terms of of um in terms of foreign policy and if you actually went back to the 1970s 
there was uh, the, the idea of what conservatism was was this idea of a of a three legged stool where of of which financial um, there was a financial conservatism um, component which at one point meant more preference for balanced budget but but when Reagan came along the financial the, the fiscal um, stool was more focused around cutting um, around cutting taxes um, anti communism. Um, was, was the foreign was the foreign policy stool, and then after after Roe v. Wade, family values, anti-abortion was the um, was the third one. When the Soviet Union kind of blows up in um, in uh, well, well uh, ceases to exist. It didn't blow up, thankfully. Uh, uh, that that kind of that kind of changed. You lost the foreign policy component, and so for many years. There was, there's, there was kind of a confusion as to what direction they should go in. And Trump kind of sort of jumps in and said and, and basically said and and focuses on anti-immigration as sort of being the, the foreign policy, uh, the, the foreign policy part. He didn't really care. So he, he really didn't put so, care so much on the on the social the social conservatism um, um, side of things. He made his. Um, Kind of made his bed. He made his deal with the uh, with the right in terms of agreeing to uh, appoint um, socially conservative judges and and things like that uh, to eventually turn over uh, to, uh, to eventually turn over Roe v. Wade. Um, but the other thing he didn't really care about was um, you know balanced budgets, and he was he was fine with um, c- cutting taxes and things like that. But he was the one who said who who's basically said um, w- w- I'm not going to touch Social Security. I'm not going to touch him. Um, Medicare, and that was actually something that um, caused him to attract um, more rural white voters who previously thought that people like Paul Ryan, you know, didn't necessarily have their have their best interest. So um, anyway, so CPAC basically uh, ends up being kind of taken over by the Trump people over the last uh, several over the last several years, and in fact. they basically decided to like turn CPAC into a brand. Uh, usually, CPAC was a once a year, um, a, a once a year event. Usually in the uh, in the um, late winter, early spring. Um, now you've got one C- you've got one CPAC. Then you now have another CPAC um, in in late summer. Uh, um, early fall, sometimes in sometimes in Texas, sometimes in Florida, they're uh, leasing out CPAC names to to, to uh, uh, um, overseas to Hungary and, and and stuff like that. So you know, right now, the, most of the establishment yeah. people stayed away from CPAC. Uh, Trump, of course, is going to is is going to be um, is going to be speaking, and uh, Ron DeSantis has kind of decided that um, uh, it's better for his own personal brand to stay away from the Trump branded CPAC. Imagine going to CPAC Budapest. Uh, I think. Um, <clears throat> I, Sorry yeah, for that long, for that long story. Well, it's, it's good. It's good to get some of that background. That's it. You know, it's if nothing else answers my question of, you know, who doesn't want to go to the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area in the dead of winter? <laughs> uh, was my biggest concern about that conference. Like, move it to Mar-a-Lago, dude. Come on. Um, <clears throat> so, like, with that said, you know, exactly. As you said, like, it, it used to be sort of like the Comic-Con of the right, you know, and now it is Trump, now it is basically Trump con. Uh, and, you know, some people have braved to enter, you know, like Nikki Haley, to her credit, you know, as much as I'll give credit to <laughs> the evil. But like, you know, it. I will say, like, it's impressive to go into TrumpCon and be like, vote for me instead of Trump. Like, good for her for giving it a shot. Uh, not surprised that she got booed. 
But, you know, watching these things explode on stage, I think uh, the other context, we're seeing a lot of pushback on Fox News. Big part of that is because of the Dominion voting case, which, uh, the, the, the news that came out of that, that apparently uh, uh, while they were publicly uh, supporting uh, Trump, uh, while well, Fox News's biggest personalities were publicly supporting Trump and the election lie, they are now very much, you know, like on record behind the scenes as saying, no, this was a lie and it was made up. Uh, and, uh, you know, that, that that we're now seeing pushback from the right's interest. We're seeing pushback from the right, not even because of uh, anything Fox News actively did, but because they didn't because completely well, they, believe the lie. Yeah. And and because they like any one of us, if you've ever been deposed, you don't lie to prosecutors. You tell them the truth because mm-hmm. <laughs> you go to I real, just love the, go to I love real what, jail for that. Betty, go ahead, please. Real jail. You go to real jail, not Facebook jail. Yeah, it's exactly. a completely different level of and actual canceling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say that I love getting news that shows us like text messages back between them. Like I could watch that show all day. <laughs> Just send me screenshots of Tucker Carlson texting Laura Ingram. Like I would subscribe tomorrow to a streaming service that was just personal text threads. I'd be like, is it a hundred dollars a month? I'm ready to do it. Like <laughs> what is, the most what is accurate the, news. What is the mwahahaha emoji? Right. <laughs> well, it's also great because it is fun to humanize these people who are monsters and people are incredibly human in their texts because no matter who you are, no matter what the situation, like every text is basically, here's some bad news replied by just OMG and then dead silence for 15 minutes. Well, you know, this person is on the other side being like, oh my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> and it's kind of not like, again, I'll never like any of these people, but it's kind of nice to know that these monsters are in fact just like us, you know? <laughs> like, uh, fuck them. In the middle of the day, Tucker Carlson is just like, oh yeah. God, what am I going to do? Uh, yeah. All right, let's get out I know, there and I, do think, <laughs> I know, but I do think there's a way in which the future needs to include us rebranding Fox News as just an entertainment magazine. Like we need to stop acting like it's news. There's so much of the energy of the folks that don't like Fox News that just tear it apart. It's like tearing apart a fucking ride at Disney World. Who cares? It's not news. But it's like (laughs) the fact that there were people that were just putting out words because they're trying to get people that Trump likes to watch. Like, can we just agree and make the decision? Or are we too obsessed with calling them out? Like we could actually ignore them and say, well, that's like the National Enquirer. Do we really want to talk about this? But instead we jerk off with our intense like (laughs) hatred of them. It's like, stop talking about it. Just move on, say what's true instead of trying to say, but but they're saying dumb stuff. (laughs) Who cares? Just say what's true. Well, I have a working theory that uh, we need with them. well, no, I, I think to that point, I'll, I'll, I'll get to, we've talked about this in past weeks before, but I think it's a conversation worth having about the, like the, the beautiful scam that is Fox News. But I do have a belief that uh, we need more shows like Yellowstone because those shows aren't necessarily good, but I can track like America's dads falling in love with Fox News back to around the time that uh, The Sopranos went off the air. And it's like they just America's dads need more TV shows. So they're not watching Fox News. (laughs) This is my rule. We started making shows that were just for young and hip people. We need more shows for America's dads. Um, NCIS. Yeah, look, Maryland. Get them back. Get more. We need just an all NCIS channel. Uh, I'm not saying the politics of those shows are good, but they keep them from watching Fox News. (laughs) It's a shame. 
but the the beautiful the beautiful scheme of Fox News, as we talked about in the show before, is that you know their editorial section, for 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 lack of a better word, like their their night, the entire the thing. Well, no, like the prime time lineup, all that stuff, and how they perform. It, yes, is very shock pro wrestling entertainment over the top. But they have actual like for reporting standards, li- rigorous reporting standards, uh, and their polling operation is separate. From, this is serious. Their polling operation is separate from the entire news organization. They were the first network to call Arizona for Joe Biden. That, that's their big problem. Yeah. In, well, no, and like that's how they that's how they get away with these things because they like the, the reporters there are held to rigorous standards. Like, give us the honest reporting, and then we will spin it later. So that the base of it is still, unlike your Newsmax and your OANN, like there's still an actual legitimate reporting spine underneath all this mess, and then they just twist it to their own, to their own. Yeah, limbs. but, but they, yeah, right, and, well, and, well, like that's how they've been able to get away for, with it for years. Why this Dominion case is so damning is that it it is uh, shown an instance where they like didn't spin, they just lied, you know, hmm. uh, and, and they let. Um... And didn't they let they let Kushner watch the Biden? Yeah, they gave, they gave they gave the White House and the Trump team that came out this week or the week before, perhaps like they gave they gave a heads up on specific ads and specific talking points, which is before they put it on the air, before they put it on the air, they let Trump's people watch it, which yeah. is a payment in kind, which, yeah, which is which is which a, is illegal, a flagrant violation of those journalistic ethics. And that's why yeah. this is the like, well, that's why to say this has been unlike other times, like. You know, I don't have the ability to believe we'll ever get them, but like unlike other times, this time like they are in in deeper in deeper trouble than they were before. And like that, between the fact that you have, I think, a Republican establishment of which uh, uh, Rupert Murdoch is a part of, you have a Republican establishment that really likes Trumpism, but acknowledges that he's a pretty big loser on the national stage, and <laughs> looking at Ron DeSantis and thinking this could be our guy. But I think part of this civil war that's brewing is also Rupert Murdoch overcorrecting for that and being, you know, like leading the coverage towards we don't know, Trump, maybe you're a little out there. That way they can, you know, it's in my they view, course correcting well, for what has come out from Dominion. Robert George. What, what, what I think. Um, conservative uh, hack. Go ahead. Conservative <laughs> hack. Yes. Uh, and, and and I also should say in full disclosure, I, you know, I, I worked for the New York Post, uh, another uh, Rupert Murdoch subsidiary for um, <clears throat> Oh, gosh, how long did I work for those uh, uh, at that place? So for 16 years, yeah. So I have uh-huh. a, little, a little bit of insight, some insight here. Uh, what, what people? Yeah, you still look great. Good for you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I think what people um, um, forget about um, Rupert Murdoch is that uh, while he is, he certainly, ha- as from a business standpoint, he he's, he's certainly a conservative ideologue. Uh, he, he he bought. Uh, the New York Post in uh, 1976, and um, and he bought it from uh, uh, a Alexander Hamilton, Sorry. something like that. Uh, no, the, the, yeah, no, the, the former owner um, Dorothy Schiff was uh, who had it for like four decades or something like that. Of you know, very li- you know, very liberal woman, and and then t- and turned it into New York City's uh, conserv- uh, conservative tabloid, uh, and. But what people don't realize is, while he has his his specific uh, uh, ideological sensibilities, uh, he also has a very very cold, discerning eye when it comes to recognizing um, uh, which way the wind is blowing in both a in both a cultural and a political moment. So in in um, 
in the UK, he has he's got several he's got several papers that he he owns over there as well. Uh, and he had been, you know, he'd been supportive of um, of, of Margaret Thatcher and the conservatives for, you know, for, for, for a couple for several decades. Uh, he realizes that uh, the gas is running out on that party in the late 90s. And 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 he had his entire um, media operation um, turn on a dime and, and uh, endorse new labor and, and Tony Blair. And that was like huge, huge news in um, in 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 the UK. Like, oh my God! This you know the the uh, the sun uh, is uh, is suddenly is 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 suddenly in, is is suddenly going for is suddenly going for labor. And it's basically said that the um, that the that the that the Tories have run out of gas and they don't have any ideas. And you know to you know and to and to heck with and to heck with them. Uh, I, I see what seems to be happening um, with them in terms of the, the more favorable coverage coverage they're giving to um, to DeSantis and the more critical eye that they're they're, they're they're putting on on Trump in that same kind of a fashion. I mean, he, he realizes that, um, you know, Trump's it, it, Trump's time is done. Trump Trump will uh, never be as uh, have the highs that he had when he, you know, he pointed three. Three, three conservative justices to the uh, to the Supreme Court uh, overturn overturn Roe v. Wade, all this kind of thing, and there's just way too much baggage between the between the between the election denying and uh, and and everything else. It's just too much of baggage to him. Uh, literally, if Fox is pointing out that oh, uh, you know, Biden is senile and falling apart and he's incompetent, and he's all this stuff, and then but then you also realize. Trump lost to this guy, and there's absolutely no there's absolutely no evidence that Trump can um, could come back and 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 beat Biden in two thousand and and two thousand and twenty four. So you know, so Murdoch Murdoch uh, recognizes the handwriting on the wall, and that's where we are now. I'm curious. You write so that's like your your internal workings of the, of the Republican Party. So I want to talk about, and I'm I'm curious people's thoughts. So a big a big uh, uh, a big theme at CPAC this year has been, you know, fighting back against wokeness and stopping, as Nikki Haley called it, the wokeness, a worse disease than COVID, you know, uh, all this stuff. And I think, you know, I recognize I live in in, in, a, in a pretty liberal bubble here in New York City. Uh, the New York no, Post. No. Well, well, the New York Post, uh, you know, does serve a valuable role for me. And then I, I look at that cover. I'm like, oh, that's a, a glimpse into what <laughs> is being broadcast across the country. So, however... Here's the thing, you know, uh, uh, setting aside these opinions, setting aside my my negative opinion of the human race uh, on the whole and its uh, ability to pro to be progressive and good. Uh, an important thing I can say, though, like this has been the argument of the Republican Party for, you know, we can argue a lot of elections. But let's say like this sort of fighting back against socialist wokeness and all that has been basically their argument since 2016. And they've won one election in that time. You know, they lost 2018, they lost 2020, 2022, you could kind of call a draw, but they should have had, they should have romped to victory given the circumstances and they didn't. Uh, my bigger thing, like, it seems like, I don't know if most of America is woke, but most of America at least hears this like, oh, wokeness is coming for your kids and thinks, what are you talking about? I need that road paved. You know, that is my belief of what most Americans think, uh, whether they are right or wrong, in my opinion, on on these issues. Most of Americans kind of hear this and it's, you know, it's Homer Simpson uh, reacting to the reacting to the the itchy and scratchy fans and saying, uh, 
<laughs> he's saying, what are you talking about? You know, uh, I'm confused. Like why, why the, you know, I understand that if you want to win a Republican primary, you know, you need to appeal to Trump's base and Trump's base believes very firmly that uh, drag queens and Chinese balloons and the letter Q are coming to destroy us all. But uh, after that, to win a general election, uh, this has not been a winning message. Why do you think there is a continued, like, continued doubling down on this? I think it's because their game plan has always been to fight against the other mm -hmm. and uh, stoke fear that the other is coming to take away the things that you deserve that isn't welfare, but it is when they get it. And while that that bit of jingoism is always going to be nefarious. They try to name it as one or two things, and usually those things are people with melanin. And so they just get to do that. And that's just a game plan. So they're just trying to be like, it's a us versus them, and the them is coming to bother you. And so trans people, wonderful punching bags, uh, minorities, wonderful punching bags, and that's just... Yeah, I, I think that's why they're doubling yeah. down on the woke stuff, because if they don't do that, then they have to talk about the roads, then they have to talk about, yeah. you know what I mean? They, they have to talk about the environment, they have to talk about the fact that their kids are, are, are stupid, and they have to talk about the fact that Mississippi has like ballooned in child cases of syphilis, right? They have to talk about the actual things that are happening. Um, and, you know, instead of doing that, you just say, hey, the government's bad give me money so I can make it bigger in the ways that will profit me. Yeah. I think that that, yeah, a hundred percent agree with Daryl. I think it's, it's like, uh, how do we generally what gets people out to the polls is not positivity. (laughs) It's not like, Hey man, everything's great. Don't you want to keep it this way? Like that's not what gets somebody out. I mean, what's fucked up is that, you know, not everybody votes. There's just a small group of people that vote. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So there's such a tiny margin of if we could just still get those that tiny margin of people that are not going to vote, how do we get them to just come out in some sort of, and how do we do it? I don't know. We're going to say these people want to murder kids. Are you sure you want to let them win? Like, like Obama. literally, the, the, yeah. No, Obama's path to victory was getting new voters. It was, it was registering new young people to vote. Uh, uh, and I think, the reason why there's such a backlash against this woke stuff is because children or the younger generations are growing up in the in the multi-faceted world right and they're able to see people of all colors and understand what discrimination is um because they're reading books by gay people and so that's what they need to stop right like that's that's the real threat the real danger is that their your kids and now have a better control of the internet than you and they're able to read a bunch of different sources and they're being taught media literacy and so they know how to call bullshit and my goodness if that happens we'll never win an election and i've noticed that like that's a thing that that uh, uh stood out to me this week the federal government announced that uh all federal phones by i think march can't have can no longer have TikTok on them and <sighs> i'm very torn on this because TikTok is definitely uh a uh uh being used by the chinese to spy on us <laughs> like a hundred percent but also sure. it is but you know what is it being used to spy on us but also it is it is not lost on me that you're seeing an aggressive pushback from republicans on tiktok and tiktok is a way that an entire generation that they can't currently are not winning in elections who are by the way 
turning out like this, the, the heartening thing of the last few elections, we are seeing younger voters in this country turn out at higher rates than previous younger voters did. Still not high enough, but higher like this is a generation, you know, you're I forget. Are they Z? I don't know what they are. They are much more politically active than some of the generations that came before them. And TikTok is a way that they get their news and communicate with one another. So I'm very it's not lost on me that uh, you suddenly saw this aggressive pushback on TikTok uh, after the 2020 and 2022 elections <laughs> when that generation could vote. Robert, uh, your thoughts on uh, on on this conservative strategy and whether or not it'll work. I, I think that. Um... To the extent that uh, Florida is um, becoming more, the country, may, or at least segments of the country, may be trending in the direction of of, of Florida. Um, Ron DeSantis uh, ran a very successful re-election campaign down there, where he he leaned one in one direction in the establishment Republican. Um, uh, side of things in terms of um, in terms of in terms of cutting tax in terms of cutting taxes, um, uh, but also uh, he he sort of nodded in the direction of um, of what could be considered um, a narrow environmental things like you know in terms of um, uh, building up the Everglades and, and things like that, while at the same time leaning in. On what you consider, you know, the the the, the sort of the, the the anti the anti the anti woke stuff, uh, the, uh, the 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 so called don't say don't say gay bill, uh, uh, going against uh, going against the uh, AP standards on um, on critical race critical race theory and so forth. So he is uh, he is arguably um, doing a balance of uh, doing kind of straightforward. Traditionally, um, um, conservative, uh, right of center, re Republican things that that appeal to the the Republican business establishment, while also recognizing that the 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 base, the the the, uh, the, the MAGA base is animated um, on some of these on some of these social issues, social issues as well. And and you know you can criticize you can criticize them all you want. But I will. He, he, but he, but he got it. Yeah, but but no. But he he got you know nearly he got nearly sixty percent um sixty uh, percent of the vote um in his um in his re election uh in, including in what had been previously really um heavily um blue um states like uh, excuse me blue parts of Florida like Miami Dade uh, um, County. So uh, that's that is why. Uh, there is a there's a there's a segment of the Republican Party that looks at him as a potential winner and and as somebody who can sort of bring the the two wings of the party together the uh, the the establishment the, the the establishment corporate side and the the MAGA um, uh, uh, social conservative side as well. Well, I, I, that's I a say point. MAGA. You guys say MAGA? What's happening? <laughs> I said, did I say MAGA? I said MAGA, didn't I? What, you what said MAGA. I... She says MAGA. That's called the whole thing off. MAGA? <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Wait, Mr. Trump. What we need it? to bring a Boston comedian in just to get one last East Coast. Case, but... Well, I, I, I think I think they're kind of mega MAGA myself, but um, right. you know, MAGA, MAGA. So anyway. Uh, whenever right. I joke about they how once again, I, once again, that joke. party that, that, that once again, they're, they're dividing us. They're dividing us now. <laughs> damn it. 
Whenever I joke about changing my career path and going MAGA, I say MAGA, but whenever I hate them, I call them MAGA. So I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to How say. How do you say uh, A-U-N-T? Aunt. 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 I say yeah. aunt. It's aunt. You say aunt? You say aunt? Well, that's, that's, I couldn't say that. <laughs> Pretty oh. sure if I say auntie, that's cultural appropriation. <laughs> I, I don't feel good I mean, about I, saying it right now. I'm going to Venmo you and Robert five dollars each. When I, oh, I, I revert to my when I re when we revert to my Trinidadian roots, I do say auntie. Yeah, that's that is true. All right, very good. Good to know. Is that how do you say it, Betty? I say aunt. Huh. Aunt. Yeah, I pronounce huh. it aunt. Yeah, but my nephew calls me Annie Nin because he couldn't say. Mm -hmm the words so he just sounds like Annie Nin instead of aunt auntie twin I'm the twin of my uh, sister. Yes. <clears throat> okay how, how, so, old, how old is your how old is your nephew 35 oh man all right that was fun uh <laughs> all right i cry uncle you believe democrats or you believe republicans are trying to separate us when we could be having conversations like this all the time about I've, I, I i will say i've said for a long time that like um you know the 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 establishment is not in tune with what the regular people are doing and the two party system is how they keep us all in check. And what needs to happen is uh, something more similar to like the UK system or whatever, just multiple parties. And uh, the Democrats and the Republicans do not want that to happen to them first. No. Uh, because it will liquidate their power in a two party system. And yeah. so all of this MAGA, MAGA crap and, and these people, I really do want them to, you know, after Trump is not the nominee, I want Trump to be like, we're starting the fucking truth social party and pull all of Hell those yeah. people away from the Republicans. Uh, Fuck yeah. Ross Perot it up, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's, that, that's, he's going to hold on to this until the bitter end. And I, yeah. and I one do. One day he's going to die, Daryl. And day. I have ribs in my fridge. I have ribs in my freezer <laughs> ready for the day I find okay. out that he said, Tom Sizemore just died. Did you know this? The, yes, the, the phone that. just told yeah. me, um, oh, you know, yeah. Anyway, that has nothing to do with it. I yeah. cannot I'm glad wait. the ribs are in your freezer and not the fridge. Not the fridge, That's you know what I mean? But like, yeah. let me find out that he had a tumble and I'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think about that all the time. I think about how this guy is as angry as he is and his heart hasn't just been like, all right, I'll stop. <laughs> like, I think it's I funny know. that the news comes in. I could just imagine like an alert comes in, like, you know, Trump sick and hot hospital and all you hear is like the coals go into the barbecue and like <laughs> Daryl's striking yeah. <laughs> getting his ribs Man, when ready. he had when he got Put COVID oh yeah oh when he got COVID I brushed Dude. the grill I brushed it I brushed it <laughs> when he got COVID I was like we are living inside of a Shakespearean drama <laughs> what the fuck is going on if he dies of COVID this will be in a way right beautiful what <laughs> you're just like I remember uh, when that happened, I had a boss who was like, I think he's faking it. And I was like, why? What? This guy takes no precautions against COVID and goes everywhere. Like, this is the most, this is a, a man in his 70s in poor health who's not masking up. This is as obvious a story as, as could come. He stared into the movie? sun. Yeah. He stared into the sun. <laughs> remember that? I forgot about that until just now. He looked, he looked directly at the sun. At the sun. Yeah. 
What a and guy. So did I. Oh. <laughs> I was like, uh, literally, I went outside. I was like, dark rap. Oh, right, it's the eclipse. God damn it. (laughs) Remember that movie, Dave? That amazing movie, Dave, with Kevin Uh, Klein? What if if Trump did die? What if that's why the weakness. And unfortunately, he was replaced by an actor who's just as bad. (laughs) Yeah, but it's a mixtape of Trump, so it's a little bit less clear. That's the Dave we'd get. Dave, of course, you know, that movie is like, he's a better person than the president. We, of course, would get someone worse. (laughs) It's just Alec Baldwin. Uh, Anyway. uh, John Voight. It's John Voight, yeah. Even worse. I don't know. Who's Voight? I have a quick question for the gang. What's the most surprising person that's kind of come out and been on this, like, conservative, like, Trump vax anti-vax again like i guess we'll say in the last couple of years that's kind of shown colors we were like really like that dude anybody surprise you celebrity wise you, you, are you talking question? about stand-up comedians or are you talking <laughs> <laughs> i'm talking about anybody yeah. like anybody I mean, yeah. beginning I mean, to end biggest Who's surprise the most really surprise? biggest surprise was doing a quick search of uh of some names of people i went to high school with in january 6th and seeing one pop up that was really the big surprise for me <laughs> but uh yeah it's hard like i used to get surprised and now i have to remind myself that like I, like i was surprised initially over evangeline Lilly, and then i was like but literally all i know her from is playing a scientist in a series of films <laughs> like i don't know who she is as a human being at all like who oh, uh, that, why am uh, i shocked the wasp right the wasp, the wasp yes right. uh yeah like why am i shocked you know that's that's my thing so by the way should anybody really be surprised that a wasp is a, is, is, is 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 comes out as a republican i mean come on nice nicely <laughs> done is. boy what, if, what about right. you charles daryl charles <laughs> No, I, I actually, um, who is the most surprised? I think the most surprising thing is to me is the the pivot by many a white man comedian to appeal to the MAGA base for podcast and Patreon subscribers. I feel like, like Jim Brewer was the biggest surprise for me. I'm like, what is this dude talking about? Like, it, it, I, oh, yeah, and I, you know, I met him, I opened for him at Helium. He seemed like a nice person, but you know, it's not to say that like you can't be nice and also think that people like me should be uh, made to be beasts of burden. Like but there was, but those there was two things can be true. There was something, there was something in the water in, in 1990s SNL, if you think about it, um, Dennis Miller, John Lovitz, uh, Victoria Jackson. I mean, all of them, uh, you know, you, I mean, and this is actually uh, maybe even slightly before Trump. Um, some of them started. I mean, I think Dennis Miller started to make 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 his heel turn in like maybe 2012, 2013, somewhere, you know, somewhere, somewhere in there. So After they kicked him off of Monday Night Football. Yeah. No, I mean. Uh, <laughs> uh, the only was... person that would have been worse as a commentator on Monday Night Football would be my dog. <laughs> but wait, remember you forgot you forgot Rush Limbaugh was uh, he, 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 they never they didn't put him on Monday Night Football, but for a while they had him on as a commentator on this. I the, did grill. The, I did the, grill the, for Rush. The Sunday NFL, the Sunday NFL show. So there was some. But no, but yeah, but there was something weird in the context of how how many uh, of. Um, uh, oh, actually, um What's his name too? Isn't, isn't what's his name too kind of um a little bit MAGA? Yeah, uh, what's his name is kind of MAGA. No, no, no. You know, yeah, yeah, you, you said what's his it. name too. I thought you meant like. Oh yeah, Rob Schneider. Yeah, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Yeah, Rob Schneider. <laughs> I mean, that, that, 90, that 1990s, 
that that 1990s uh, SNL group that was not that, that was not uh, Phil Hartman, rest in peace. Um, but so many of them ended up um, ended up uh, trending. And and I if you money have, tends to do that. Yeah, there's yeah. Die a Hero or well, Live to Sarah, See Yourself. Sarah, what were the side down. dishes for the Rush Barbecue? What would you have on the side? <laughs> you had your ribs, celebrating with ribs. De- definitely celebrated with ribs. Um, I think Mac we probably. Uh, probably mac and cheese, maybe a salad. I think we do a we do a nice yeah. little uh, kale and shaved Brussels sprout salad. Well, that's oh, yeah. good because that's salad. also a taunt to him right there. That's what I right. like yeah. about it. Right, uh, you know, we I had think... freedom fries. Um, it was great. <laughs> well, and I think that's the thing, though. But yeah, like when I I'm kind of surprised by this stuff, but then also, uh, uh, someone shared a tweet with me the other day. I forget who posted, but it was like it made a point about people like, oh boy like this celebrity is insane it's like yeah well they get interviewed all the time it's like imagine if everyone you knew got interviewed all the time you'd find out how many crazy people you know oh yeah the the Uh, social media is doing a bad job i think about that a lot yeah it's it's the never meet your heroes or now it's it's not never meet your heroes it's only uh look at your heroes through the very specific things that they put out in the marketplace for you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah, ever like look yeah. at what they do five minutes after they hit send. Yeah. Because I, I don't need to know the politics of, uh, well, I don't like anyone anymore, but right. <laughs> right. it's like, I'm era. afraid to say that. I like, like I used to be afraid of, uh, when I said my favorite rapper, they would either die or they would stop doing rap. Like, like CeeLo Green went to um, Gnarls Barkley and he started singing. Uh, I got into um, UGK right before Pimp C died. I got into Outkast like right before um, Speaker Box and Love Below came out. And then Andre 3000 said, I'm, 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 I'm a man and I want to live my life. And so he stopped rapping. Now I'm afraid to say that I like someone before I find out that they are just a dirty capitalist uh and you know uh, best case a, a scenario just a dirty capitalist right right it, best case scenario <laughs> that's all uh, they are yeah yeah worst case scenario Ooh. Mm-hmm. yeah look you're you're talking to someone who uh uh until 2014 had like my aunt had a bunch of original aunt that's how i pronounce it original bill cosby albums and i had mm. those like on my wall because like that album art is so beautiful and like i love some of that stuff and all right yeah it's in a garbage dump somewhere <laughs> i was like gotta say like, goodbye can't do it i can't even go for the resale value don't want to find out yeah. who wants to buy this right now <laughs> <laughs> don't want to end up on the list <laughs> don't yeah, want I feel the like cia to track to re- it <laughs> i mean i feel like i've been able to make a really clear line of like who gets forgiveness and reintegration to society and it's not bill cosby <laughs> yeah i know that it's yeah. not him i mean legally I know that yeah. it could be louis i know that it's disease <laughs> i know that there's this other world right but bill bill's on the fucking he's in the eichmann category for me i'm like i don't think there's anything it's hard do. You know, uh, it's yeah. Uh, oh, when you... Must we be so judgmental? Oh, <laughs> I think yeah. I think we're allowed to be for I villain guess. H Cosby. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, no, if nothing else, like... given given his uh, given he's out of jail because, uh, if I remember correctly, like they violated you know a deal they had made with him. I will uh, admit to these because, crimes, but yeah. you promised to never bring it up again he yeah he's out of jail because he was on record admitting to the crimes <laughs> boy well, uh, no, justice I mean, system I mean, really I mean, works for the rich i gotta tell you <laughs> 
No, but I'll say if it's not about race, right? It'd be a rental, the bus driving murderer. That's yeah, where right. We're at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I, I would say, though, the, 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 the thing is, even though it is, you know, what we all say, oh, damn it, that's a, you know, he got off on a, he got off on a technicality kind of thing. But the thing is, you know, if a, if a prosecutor does make a deal with with somebody uh, for you know we'll give you this information but we're not going to use this to prosecute you know to prosecute you for for related crimes uh you want the prosecutor to stick to the deal because um totally uh, yeah so, i mean it is it is bad but it you know i'm sorry it's a hundred percent but you know let's also it's it's uh, uh acknowledge that Good things uh, happen to bad people. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, but also it's like, and it you know, helps you, when you're rich. Well, as they say, you have to have a really good lawyer to win that case. Uh, mm. <laughs> unfortunately. And, of course, really and, if you're, and if you're rich and if you're rich, it's you're, you're more likely to have a very good lawyer or at least be yeah. able to afford, uh, at least be able to afford one. So, yeah. yeah. On the bright side, on the bright side though, um, when, when, uh, when, uh, when Cosby starts his comeback tour, it's going to be a one drink maximum. So um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've heard you do that joke a number of times. Ooh. It always works. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank hey, you. it went over huge at Stand Up New York. Uh, um, uh, let's talk about one last thing. Uh, and I'm going to go with the fun one versus, uh, versus the serious one, uh, even though it's still not fun because it's rooted in racism. But uh, Disney, uh, those socialist woke tucks at disney not not, uh, not anymore not if uh, ron DeSantis has something to yeah, say about it those those out to destroy our culture uh have have done it again uh they're pulling zippity doo from uh the main street parade <laughs> at disney world and disneyland the electric light parade excuse me um <clears throat> this comes on the heels of the fact that they have now shut down splash mountain and are retooling it to be uh uh which famous which of course splash mountain the ride uh uh invokes characters from the 1940s smash hit song of the south uh um and uh they are going to retool it to be focused on the princess and the frog which was disney's first uh <laughs> predominantly black and black princess themed uh you know we switched blacks we yeah. switched blacks switched so the, the good one we we went we yeah we got one of the good ones uh now so let's all just keep going down the log flume hmm? yeah uh well let's let's talk about it so, so zippity doo just for it's set in new orleans know. right so uh, it's, it's new like orleans, classic the, log flume territory. the levee's gonna break and then you go down the thing uh yeah, exactly. it's gonna be fun it's a flood uh well like so that's a song that's it's rooted it's a it is a I don't, you know, like I know history wise of the song, it goes back to the antebellum South. Um, and, and the fact uh, was that like the, the, the movie from what I have is it, is read. It, is it, it antebellum or is it antebellum? It's antebellum. <laughs> <laughs> you can say antebellum. I have to say antebellum. <laughs> Sorry, Daryl. No, no, no. It, the thing is that like, apparently the song of the South kind of wistfully reminisces about the good old days it of does. the antebellum i've seen it uh, uh no, <laughs> it's yeah, hard to I, see it i, I have I, not I, I i managed to get a hold of a copy uh and, and yeah, I, i'm sure it. y'all do it at and, your meetings yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. Yeah. I was like, I want to watch this. Uh, no reason. Uh, no, Robert's is... rule of order one yeah. part A is we watch the Song of the South. Look, and if then... It's part of the inauguration to the Knights of Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, well, your grandfather was in it. All right. Then you just have to watch the Song of the South. That's all you have to do. Uh, and you're in. Uh, and not even your friend Robert is allowed to come. No reason. Uh, no reason. No yeah. reason. Like he's a Republican. Not good enough. Um, Come on now. Uh, but, recovering, recovering Republican. But uh, uh, yes, sorry, I apologize. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't mean to, to dead name you like that. But yeah, no, it is. It is. It's well. Here's the interesting the history around it, uh, and the you must remember this podcast did a great season on it. It's worth listening to. So what's great about so this movie basically Disney watched this is this is the classic mix of capitalism and culture wars. Disney watched Walt Disney watched uh, 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 Gone with the Wind become a huge smash hit and decided he wanted to do his own version. And that's where it came from. And originally Amazing. it was set. Uh, originally, it was amorphous when it was set. And because of so it's in, whenever people talk about these movies, they're like, oh, it was a different time. This got protested at the time, like heavily protested at the time. Uh, and so one thing he did in those early protest days is go in an ADR uh people talking about uh, suggesting that this was now set during reconciliation and not during slavery. And like, oh, these are all, no, these aren't slaves. These They're all getting paid to work. Yeah, they're sharecroppers. Yeah. You see how uh, that worked. And that was partially because he was so like, because of the blowback and pushback on uh, from, uh, from protesters at the time to yeah. decidedly set it after the civil war. But even so, yeah, uh, your, your main character, uh, uncle Remus there <laughs> talks wistfully about how much better things were before. And before at that point was two years beforehand when slavery was the thing. And, and the song, it is interesting. If you listen to that and like the pod, again, I can't, stress this podcast you must remember this is season on song of the south it's so good they make the point that disney has sort of tried to have it both ways and be like oh no no that movie's forgotten but these characters are still used on one of our most popular rides and that movie's forgotten but zippity doo die a song that like basically like the, the the message of that song is oh don't run away from your problems <laughs> things are better if you stay here just keep singing about and they've been that has been in, invoked in songs in disney properties uh up until this year like up until this year it's been used in some capacity in some way so them getting rid of it as much as it feels like a you know like sort of token gesture uh there so is to speak. so to speak i set you up there can't 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 set them up like that that's on me uh <laughs> as much as it feels like that like it is a big deal because they have been try like you know people internally at disney have also been like we we can't use this song anymore and people are like nah nah we can for years so they're basically going from you know going from uh it's it's a thing we've forgotten about but it's on this ride to really you know turning the page and getting rid of this property from their history as much as they can uh which is interesting to me anyway onto the conversation i'm just glad that the unseen hand so of the market is doing what it needs to uh, <laughs> and this corporation has decided yeah that uh it's in their best interest to uh no, the unseen, the unseen, part of the unseen hand job of the market is i think too fucking too early <laughs> i was gonna say that uh the um as soon as they realized that gays had double income no kids they're like hyundai's like i think we can get in that market yeah. all of a sudden pride's like sponsored by absolute vodka they're like these gays got 
money. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and also, yay, pride. Um, yeah, we'll put rainbows on rainbow stuff. Flags, a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I was going to say, there is the thing that they do in the beginning of the videos, some of the kiddo like videos where they acknowledge like, hey, we didn't remove this stuff. It's here. This is what happened at this time and blah, blah, blah. And I just like, I'm curious, like that feels like a really good way to kind of like take care of what is current, but also acknowledge like, yo, there was some fucked up shit that we did and please like let's get into the world of the unlearning and anti-racist world now, but also like, we're not going to pretend that didn't happen. And here it is. We're not removing it. Blah, blah, blah. Why not that move there? Yeah. Well, that's an, that's an, that's an interesting question. And you're right. Like, yeah, like uh, I think it's Pinocchio and uh, Peter Pan among others on Disney plus have that disclaimer because of, uh, Mm -hmm. let me tell you something that Peter Pan, uh, not great towards the indigenous people. Mm. Uh, and in fact, HBO Max has uh, for uh, Gone with the Wind, like has a has a film historian who talks fully about the context of it. And it makes it makes for an incredibly enriching experience to watch and be like, like, you know, to to learn about that. And from a technical standpoint, some of the Lady and the Tramp that they also do that, too. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> Look, I just remember. ethnic stereotypes really helped writers back in that day. You didn't have to worry about that. It, it's it almost takes, as if it was hacked. I'll say this much. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It takes a lot more to be identified as a tramp these days, too. Like, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, yeah, you got to get a special tattoo. It's yeah. the whole thing. They're, they're dues. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think though you know, I, 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 I think though them trying to you know make make things easier for current audiences to understand goes a little bit too far when they go when they when they change the context to Lady and the Tramp Stamp. I mean, I oh, think that's that, that's 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 a little bit too far. Mike have a. <laughs> yeah. I was I've been just trying to me. cut his mic since 2008, but again, it feels if I do it, if they're going to change it, it to NB and the Tramp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How dare you silence me? How again, dare you silence again, me? If, if I silence him, it's problematic. <laughs> this is the pro- this is the problem with this show. Um, but no, I think it's yeah. And to that point, though, what's interesting? You talk about uh, Song of the South, like that is a film that was still getting run in theater since 19 until up i believe 1991 when like disney would always traditionally like bring movies back for you know uh second releasing it out of the disney vault yeah uh it was up until the 90s there was and i think part of and there again this is a similar thing where you you talk about technical achievement for film that's a movie that blends live action and animation like there is some uh, there is some things to be learned from this on a technical level for history. And then, yeah, I, I, I would argue, I think part of the reason that they've swept under the rug entirely, though, is like plot wise, literally, here's the plot. A young boy doesn't like his parents and he wants to run away from home. And the older black man who lives on their broke family uh, plantation uh, explains to him how it's really good to not run away. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really hard to find anything in that movie that someone can watch in a problem and this is and this i think um why i why i give some leeway uh to those who are um who, who i think have good faith criticisms about keeping uh problematic art out of the public uh, out of the public square uh the, the, the song of the south yeah yeah god knows the 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 moral questions that it's raised are like you know absolutely and completely completely huge um 
from a technical standpoint, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of an impressive movie. I mean, I, I mean, just uh, the the mixing, as we said, the mixing of animation and live. It had not been done a lot at that point. It had been done and, at that point, but not nearly as much. Yeah, and it's not a, we've got Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's okay <laughs> to put Song of the South away. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, it's, yeah. Well, I mean, look, but 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 that's the thing. Well, that is actually kind of funny because I mean, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I think actually, I think it's it, it came out like one or two years after they finally decided to put um, um, Song of the you know Song Song of the South out there. Yeah. So um, if um, if we decided that you know Gone with the Wind can stick around, but with um, with academic um, with with an a, with academic um, proviso, you know you know link to it, maybe keeping maybe keeping something like Song of the South is uh, is is okay, okay as well. Now I I know I, I wrestle with this myself. I'm not quite sure if if I necessarily wanted to see want to see you know old school uh, Amos and Andy um kind of uh, kind of stuff but 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 my my basic gut says it, 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 it leans more towards allowing problematic art to stick um to to um to, st to stick around and allow lots of people um to criticize that um art for being around look i mean god knows you know you know mein Kampf is still is is still in print and um is that it, it's a I it's you know it's horrible it's horrific and so forth but um maybe it's better to have uh awful stuff around and allow people to criticize it criticize its awfulness than rather than just um you know bearing it away and just saying well, let's forget about it I these conversations good. are going to happen regardless of whether they have racist bears on the log flume or not is a yeah. private company <laughs> deciding to change up some of the visuals on its multi-billion dollar generating theme park it's yeah great we, we uh uh make uh, it make it um fucking captain america's shield uh, uh ride like you know make it make it the mandalorian and your your baby yoda in the thing it they they own enough properties they will well, behave they'll be fine well, I think I, I think I want to quickly well, say. I think, maybe, the, what I, I, I think what I'm making uh, more of the argument. Just I'm sorry, Tom. Just just quickly say. Sure. Um, I think I'm making um, less the argument as to whether Zippity Doodah or some other song should be on the ride, uh, as opposed to uh, saying it's okay to have uh, Song of the South around if people want to look at it and 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 possibly learn from it. I think that's well, what yeah, I'm and I think that's the difference. Is like if you want to put it in a context where people can say like they have with Gone with the Wind, where they could say this is a movie with a lot of problems, but also some important you know history to to the history of film. That's one thing. There's no Gone with the Wind ride. They are not you know like there's there's not dance numbers and parades related to it. <laughs> Uh, and when you take that song out of the context and just play it, 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 to me, it kind of like it is a very insidious thing to just be like, no, nah, it's just a fun song. Um, uh, I want to say very quickly, here's another true thing about Splash Mountain, which I enjoy. Uh, if you are mad about them changing Splash Mountain and you're you're outraged at them betraying the history, important thing to know is that initially Splash Mountain was supposed to be a ride celebrating the film Splash starring Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah. So uh, in my view, the ride's always been an affront because there's no mermaids, there's no pantless John Candy, there's no Eugene Levy falling down a flight of stairs. <laughs> I've been protesting Splash Mountain since 1994. <laughs> Finally, it's changed the way it fucking should. Thank you for hearing. Thank you for reading my letters, Walt Disney Corp. I, I'm just trying. I'm just saying three times a year, every year. I'm just. I'm just going to think about the the idea 
the, the, the idea of a of a uh, of a gone with the wind of a gone with the wind ride um, at Disney at at Disneyland. You know, um, you know, we're called Splash you, Mountain. You can no, Scar- you well, no, Scar- Scarlet has to go. Scarlet goes through the water and and crashes it, it crashes into the. I don't give a damn. <laughs> oh. Betty, you're going to be that one? Yeah, all right. And with that, we're going to call it a week on electoral dysfunction. This has been a terrific conversation. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. Uh, we'll go around uh, uh, and folks can can plug and promote anything they got coming up. Daryl, take it away. Where can people find you online and any upcoming shows? This will uh, launch on Monday the 6th, by the way. So. Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, listen, uh, <laughs> go to DarylComedy.com. D-A-R-R-Y-L. If you can't spell comedy, that's okay. You don't have to be a fan of mine. Uh, public schools uh, are rough in this country hey you know and that's that's okay you still should be able to vote i just hope you don't um the the yeah so darylcomedy.com you can see all the dates and stuff uh dtf to daryl and timory fun hour we will be back uh on march 31st at the class clowns comedy festival uh we're bringing the podcast back uh shortly um follow us we now have a instagram and a twitter and a facebook page so follow us on those things dt fun hour uh yeah um thanks for having me excellent and Betty. my album black gentrifier yeah Oops, you should sorry. get that it's uh, great album. available everywhere yeah great album betty where can folks find you online where can folks see you next etc yeah yes yes betty smithsonian.com and just find my shows there. I think we have a porn stash coming up at the punchline, which will be April 26th, a Wednesday. It's a pretty cool panel show with comics and yeah. Catch me all over Philadelphia processing collective unprocessed trauma with audiences <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and Robert, of course. Uh, let's see. I will be at uh, Comic Strip Live on March nineteenth, which is a couple of weeks from now. Uh, that's a that's a that's a Sunday uh, part of the uh, uh, Gladys Simons uh, Pro Show. Uh, it's an eight, I think it's an eight o'clock shot. Uh, yeah, so I'll be um, I'll be there um, on uh, on the Twitters. I'm Rob George, and on the Gram, I'm Rob George twenty nine because that's forever my birthday. That's that's for that's forever my age. So there you go. Excellent. And I'm Tom Brennan. You can find me on Twitter at Brennanator, on Instagram at Brennanator Graham. Uh, and again, come check us out. Also, Electoral Dysfunction as part of the Class Clowns Comedy Festival. Really easy to say. March 31st, we're going to be at 730 right before DTF over at the Flays and Players Theater. Very excited to return to Philadelphia, a city that I've never been mugged in. Uh, yeah. Had that up on New York and Boston. You better knock uh, on something. It's, yeah, that's right. It's tough in these streets. I, I just I just brought it on myself. <laughs> um <laughs> And uh, thank you, as always, to Ned Thorne for helping me put these together. Thank you to Joanne Harris for doing our show theme music. Uh, And that's it. We will be back next week. And at that point, I may have a sign-off. Bye.